This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Your ride is about to begin. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. It's us again. I'm Les Jackson here with my uh, pumpkin carving book. <laughs> and uh, Fred Stubb is there looking at me saying, why would you want to carve a pumpkin? Well, it is uh, that time, Les, or it's getting there. It is, it is getting there. And um, the fact is, it's also, you know, new model year um launches you know the traditional time of year when all the new models for next year come out and we have a whole bunch of automotive stuff to talk about yeah we sure do that is for sure mr jackson and good news if you're thinking about buying a ford the new boss of ford wants less expensive vehicles and he's not wasting any time he's getting getting started by cutting the price on the new Mach-E Mustang, which hasn't even been built yet, but he's told the dealers to alert buyers who have ordered one that you will be paying less. That's a good That's a Boy, good that's, uh, that's, phone call to get. You know, hey, I just a, wanted to tell you, the car you ordered, well, it's going to be $4,000 less. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty nice. Uh, but by contrast, over at the Jeep division buying a jeep wagoneer is going to be a high-end experience and we'll tell you why yeah you're gonna have to buy a jeep with uh, that mud resistant uh tuxedo that's what i hear that's right <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to uh bringing the mustang in it you'll have to pony up more money <laughs> exactly and kia has plans for a new sportage we'll tell you what's in store for this compact suv or CUV, probably more accurate. That's right. I've always liked the Sportage. It's been around since the mid-90s. Yeah, right? it's good size, good size. It is, it is. And uh, talking tech, which we will do, Jaguar's new interiors will come from recycled materials. Now, it won't be recycled Jaguars. <laughs> no, that would be a little hard. What? I'm sitting on an engine block. Tricky. That's right. Why does this thing say XKE in the... <laughs> that's, the radio knob that's right and instant collectible you know you and i like to figure out what will be collectible in the future and ford has made one because it's closing the books on one very special mustang i think it was around for three or four years uh i had a chance to drive it i think you had a chance to drive it we'll tell you which one it is absolutely uh and, and you know if you think about mustang is there really any car that has had a, a stronger following over as long a period of time? I think it would probably be just one of the other brands we mentioned, Jeep. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine any other. And all that. And an at-the-wheel review of the Toyota Avalon Hybrid XSE. When we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio, head on over to cruisecontrolradio.com. Uh, and like us on Facebook. If you're on our Facebook page, you can check out some pictures of this vehicle. 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. Fred Staub, Les Jackson, you're on a journey across the spectrum of the automotive industry. Sounds a little bit like the the Uh, Twilight Zone here this morning. It it did, it did, um, but it is pretty wide spectrum. It is. It is. There's a lot going on, and uh, that's why we're glad you're along for the ride, because we can tell you what's going on if you're getting ready to buy a vehicle. For example, good news for some Ford bars, but we're going to tell you first where this all started. The Ford, the new Ford CEO, Jim Farley, who was put in in August, um, has said there is an urgent task to perform, and that is getting less expensive vehicles into Ford showrooms. The cheapest vehicle right now, Les, is that small crossover, the EcoSport, made in India, which sells for just under $20,000. And Farley says, hey, we've got to get things, a lot more things that are less expensive into the dealerships. Uh, Some are saying this could mean a return to cars for Ford. Well, um, I, I think if they did that, uh, they would be ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. and I think they could bring the industry with them. Now, you know, one popular vehicle is popular all across Europe, probably around the world, is the Ford Puma, which is a small subcompact crossover. That is one that uh, apparently Farley has said uh, might be one of the first ones out the door. And remember, they did away with the Fiesta and, and, and the Focus, and a lot that took away a lot of the less expensive under twenty thousand under twenty five thousand dollar vehicles and and the focus was very much uh, had a following very similar to the uh, VW golf yes, absolutely. They had the st and, and other models that were really popular um and they did away with it. I don't know why they couldn't have left one car in there. My feeling is it's where it's built. I mean, they have to build these things yeah. somewhere yeah. else to make money on them because there's just not that much money in them uh, as far as for profit. But uh, another thing that's coming up to the four dealerships is the new compact or subcompact pickup called the Maverick. We're seeing all kinds of spy photos of this. This will slot in under the Ranger as far as size goes. And, uh, you know... Even if you buy the Ranger, you're up in the 30s, potentially in the 40s, if you trick it all out. That's right. That's right. Do you think this will be kind of the Honda Ridgeline size? Uh, I think it will be, but I think it will be more a traditional truck. I think it will be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but uh, I don't think it's not going to be body on frame, though. So it will be more of a truck than the Ridgeline, but it will be the Ridgeline size, if not smaller. So things coming up from Ford changes at Ford. And with that idea of reducing prices of their products, uh, this has got to be the best, best call or email you'll ever get. Uh, in a leaked document uh, to dealers, 
Ford EV certified dealers that will be selling the Mach-E Mustang. They have to- been told to contact their, uh, this comes, by the way, from the Mach-E forum. They've been told to contact people that have put down um, deposits on these vehicles and tell them that the price has dropped and they will be paying less. Um, I like that. This is, this is great news. But I know that you know that around the country there are a few nefarious, greedy dealers <laughs> who are not going to do that. Well, that, my friend, is is too old school not to do that. I think that's terrible. Oh, it I, is terrible. But, but they're not to say that, they won't do it. <laughs> but, yeah. but the smallest price drop. Uh, involves the select rear-wheel drive and select all-wheel drive. That's about $1,000 less. They'll drop um, from uh, uh, 42000 uh down to 42895 If you ordered a Mach-E California Route 1, it drops by $2,000. A premium rear-wheel drive or premium uh, uh, all-wheel drive model will get a discount of $3,000. So that's that's not bad. That is not bad at all to get this. So if you have one of these ordered, if you have a Mach-E ordered, it's something to check into. Check out Mach-E Forum. That will give you more information. And then uh, make sure your dealer gets in contact with you because you've got some money coming your way. Yeah. I'm sure most people will know that this is happening. I hope so. Hey, when we come back, we'll tell you about the high-end experience of buying a Jeep Wagoneer. Making a comeback on Cruise Control. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred, we are at our desks, <laughs> as usual, um, in this uh, strange year we're in. You couldn't write and, a script uh, for it, could you? It would get no, kicked back. Couldn't. It's too crazy. <laughs> you, you couldn't. Nobody no, will believe th- that. <laughs> we thought it was predictable, but... Every time you think so, something else happens. But anyway, um, speaking of something else happening, if you're a Jeep Wagoneer fan and uh, you want to buy one of the new ones, um, 2022 mm-hmm. uh, Grand Wagoneer, it's going to be, how shall we say, a um, a buying experience. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting, this article from CarBuzz, I can't believe, I can't believe somebody at Jeep would say this, but let's, let's use what they said in this CarBuzz, uh, article. It says, Jeep has said it would deliver Cadillac Escalade levels of luxury. Did they say that? Would you <laughs> mention it? <a> compa- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, buy a Jeep. It's the Cadillac of Jeeps. Yeah. Um, they have filed... A, a trademark for a new name, Wagoneer Client Services. It is a customer loyalty program which provides vehicle owner support, vehicle maintenance, access to events and contests, 
merchandise discounts, vehicle rentals, and trip interruption coverage after they purchase an authorized motor vehicle, meaning a Wagoneer, because Wagoneer's right in the name Wagoneer, client services, right? That is correct. Uh, they're basically mimicking other brands, Lincoln, higher-end brands that have been doing that. Land Rover. Right. Like um, a concierge. They have a concierge. Don't they have a concierge at Lincoln? That's right. Now. Um, but, you know, I, does this warrant the extra expense? I don't know. Uh, and you think about it brand-wise. Jeep is the rough-and-ready, muddy-boots type of brand, and people like that. Um, but... You know, are, is that the crowd that uh, wants a concierge to serve them uh, crudite while they have their Wagoneer uh, serviced? Well, these Wagoneers are going to start at around 60000 <laughs> and go up to a hundred. Yeah. Uh, um, should they have I, changed the brand? Should they just called it Wagoneer and not a Jeep? You know, that's, a, that's an interesting point of view. Because uh, Jeep generally has the image of rough and ready and yeah, dirty it, and it, it you know, got diluted. And... It got diluted a little bit with some of the models that are more, even though they're trail rated, uh, like the Cherokee and that. Uh, you know, it, it became some of the some of those models look less trail rated. They look more parking lot rated, but they are yeah. capable. But this is this takes it out of the park, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I guess they just want to hold on to the Jeep name for all of the cachet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sixty, but a hundred thousand dollars. Go back to World War II uh, and tell one one of the uh, soldiers, like, yeah, someday there'll be a hundred thousand dollar Jeep. <laughs> They'd laugh at you. <laughs> well, they would. Uh, they would, they would just think that's preposterous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, we'll have to see, but if, uh, you are in the market for a Jeep Wagoneer, you may encounter Wagoneer client services. So we'll, we'll have more about that as time goes on. Also, you talked about it in the open. I, I agree with you. I like the Kia Sportage. It needs a day, a, a new uh, freshening, and it's going to get more than that. Of course, it is the uh, its brand mate or uh, uh, cousin, whatever you want to call it, is the Hyundai Tucson, which just was debuted uh, with some very swoopy styling, very swoopy creased sheet metal. Uh, and uh, it is going to be on sale as a 2022 model. And it will arrive later in uh, 2021 as a 2022 model. Uh, it's given the development name of NQ5. But uh, it's going to have what they call a a new design language. Hmm. So New design language. It's a little bit of a jelly bean right now, which uh, I guess is an older, older style. But... Uh, it is still a good little vehicle. Probably that's a good little used vehicle if you uh, if you want a used crossover, I would imagine. Um, 
But yeah. it's going to get, I think it will get more chiseled style, sort of like the Tucson. And there'll be a hybrid model. And uh, I think that's some of the big highlights that will be coming. I'm sure it will look good, though. Uh, the new uh, uh, the new models from Kia are looking good. And, and I think uh, probably the Sportage will probably get a little bit of the Telluride in it, if that's possible. I think it will. I think it'll be a little bit bigger. Probably a little bit bigger. Yep. Uh, I think it will be more chiseled, squared off, uh, and you will uh, see more of that Telluride face on it because that vehicle's done so so well for them. Actually, I think it's the first Kia, at least in the U.S., that has uh, you know dealers bidding it up uh, and people waiting right. for it. Yeah, so yeah, so we'll we'll see about that. You're listening to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Uh, later on this hour, we've got an at-the-wheel review of the Toyota Avalon Hybrid XSE. Uh, I was pretty impressed with it. It was over 40 miles to the gallon, a very big car. If you want to check out photos of that, you can go on over to our Facebook page or Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. And while you're there, give us a like. We always appreciate that. And you can check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. When we come back, we're going to talk a little tech, Les Jackson, about Jaguar's new interiors coming from recycled material. Can you guess what the recycled material is? Well, I know what, what it is. Um, I'm, I'm picturing the upholstery looking like that, which, it should, of course, it should would be, be silly. Very durable. The material should be uh, because <laughs> it, this is stuff that is hard to take apart, and we'll uh, we'll we'll just leave it there as a tease. Uh, but we'll have uh, we'll have more about that when we come back, and um, you know, and we'll also talk about Ford talking about building a range extender for its electric pickup. That uh, it it's another one of those deals where we have some information on a um, a filing. For a patent, this thing could look like a toolbox that you would find in a uh, in, in a typical work truck, and it would be a range extender. So we'll tell you about that. Um, and uh, we've got uh, a story from um, Volvo that looks like it uh, wants to take on the Model Y, Tesla Model Y. So a lot going on here at Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Um, and uh, we also want to tell you about an instant collectible, the GT350 going away, Les Jackson, after That's right. about three or four years. I think it was about four years. Uh, instant collectible? I think so. Yes. If, if future generations actually collect cars. Yes. That, that's true. That's true. Uh, right now, I think it would be I bet the prices just went up when they said there won't be any more. Uh, oh, sure. It's going to sure. be replaced. It, the Mach 1 is going to re replace both this and the Bullet, which you got to drive the Bullet not that long ago. That is, that that is uh, two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, so um, Ford keeps marching on with the Mustang, and you know there's different versions every year. That's how they keep it fresh. I think they do a great job with it. They're very aggressive. We're coming out with new models. Uh, the Mach 1, I'm sure, will be great. Uh, and I think the GT350 will be remembered fondly. 
So uh, we oh, will. Yes, of course. We will talk about that and more when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We are your on-air automotive magazine. Keep it tuned. We will be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. We are going to talk tech. And uh, we already mentioned that uh, Jaguar's future interiors are going to made from a recycled material which i think a lot of people might think we're making making this up <laughs> it sounds pretty weird doesn't it? it does it does but in fact uh it's going to be made from a special nylon uh, which is used in fishnets large fishnets these things that these floating fishnets right yeah those those things that are like a mile long and well, have you ever tried to cut fishing line? It's it doesn't break it's, very easy. It's tough, yeah. Um, and imagine this being used. It's used in going to be used for seat textiles and floor carpeting. Um, I guess these are used nets that have been floating. I, They're yeah. I, I guess. Or or they might be actually, they go out and collect. Yeah, it, this is actually what they do. They collect what they call ghost nets. They're uh, fishing nets that have been abandoned. And uh, it then they take it and they make it uh, into this product called Econol. Well, how would you say that? Econ? Yeah, Econol. Econol, yeah. A regenerated nylon made by a company called Aquafill. Uh, it's used to create straps for luxury watches, handbags, backpacks, sportswear, and other items like that. Um, and it is uh, it can save ten thousand tons of econil, uh, saves seventy thousand barrels of crude oil. And that's equivalent to sixty five thousand one hundred tons of carbon emissions being eliminated uh and it is interesting that this basically garbage uh will be turned into vehicle interiors in luxury model vehicles that's right and if you put your ear to the seat (laughs) you can hear the ocean and no there's no fish Uh, smell from uh, rotting fish that's right (laughs) Uh, no i think this is a great idea yeah um Right now, you can get the Jaguar I-Pace, Range Rover Evoque, and Range Rover uh, with something called, why do they make these names here? Cuvadrat, Cavadrat, a material that is wool with suede cloth that's made from 53 recycled plastic bottles per vehicle. So, How do you suppose they came up with the name? I don't know, but I can't say it right. And then uh, there's a eucalyptus textile interior, which is the uh, optional on the iPace and the Evoke. Now, uh, just one warning on that. If you have a koala bear as a pet, 
or a family member. Uh, don't get uh, that because they will eat your whole interior. They eat, that's right. They that's love what the they eat. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I always like the way eucalyptus smells, though. It smells great. I uh, actually have a strange talent. Uh, <laughs> I can make a paper eucalyptus tree. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was in high school. You wrap up newspaper and, in a special way, roll it up, and then tear the ends and then pull on it, and it grows to about a six foot tall eucalyptus tree would you like me to make you one uh i maybe during the next break list jackson i think let's let's, (laughs) i think that would be fun uh maybe that's more of a youtube video for our uh our fans yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's that's something to work on during the week Uh, we'll, we'll stick to the automotive world on cruise control radio the show you're listening to i'm fred staub he's les jackson taking you on a ride around the automotive industry you're on air automotive magazine with recycled products i love the idea yeah i really do yeah yeah future collectible less uh the gt350 is this going to be discontinued for 2021 the gt500 will hang on it made its debut at the 2014 los angeles auto show What's interesting about this is it is powered by a 5.2 liter naturally aspirated V8 with a flat plane crankshaft design outputting 526 horsepower. And uh, it it sounded to me like an airplane engine. I remember driving one. It, it definitely yeah. had a different sound, right? Well, it's, it's the same layout as a Formula One engine. Definitely changing that cam made it sound different. Well, in flat plane crankshafts, they they fire differently. So it went on sale in 2016. This will be the last model year, or 2020 will be the last model year. Uh, I am predicting that this thing will will be a, a big collector. That's a short run. It's a cool car. It's different. It has a unique engine. Uh, what do you think? I think you're right. I think uh, these have a built-in cachet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're certainly fully capable of anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, take them out on the racetrack, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're going to maintain value. I think they'll be collectible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people are going to start storing them. Yeah, storing them. There, of course, it was the GT350 and GT350R. Uh, the good news is you can still get a GT500 with 760 horsepower. <laughs> now, Lee Iacocca, did you think, uh, hey, I've got an option for your Mustang. How about a 760 horsepower V8? I, he probably would have said, uh, a little much for the car. It might be too I, Yeah, uh... Nobody thought about that back in the '60s. <laughs> but it will be, it will be something. I bet the price has already gone up when they said we're not going to build them anymore. But that's okay because yeah. the Mach One's coming in. That's going to have some parts and pieces from the GT350 and GT500 combined. Um, won't have as much horsepower, but that's okay too. 480 is not bad uh in uh in a mustang not bad at all so hey we're glad you're listening to cruise control radio plenty more to go uh 
less. Uh, also, another talking tech from Ford. Of course, they have their electric F-150 that will be coming out fairly soon. The Drive, the publication The Drive, has uncovered a new patent that was put in on Ford, by Ford on September 15th that uh, details an internal combustion generator for EV recharging. It would be movable and swappable and about the size of a truck bed toolbox. What do you think about that? That's interesting. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, they have right now, with their hybrid model, a onboard power system. This could also help with that, couldn't it? It could, sure. Um, I, I think we're going to see innovations like this just all the time over the industry. Yeah. Uh, do you think people are okay with that concept of a range extender? I don't know how well it did in the BMW i3. They used a motorcycle engine, but uh, you really don't need a big engine. It is a generator per se, right? Well, that's right. And you don't need a lot of power mm -hmm. for to generate, you know, a bunch of kilowatts. You need maybe 20 horsepower. Well, I think of those little Honda generators they use on food stands and that they're, they're, you know, maybe a foot and a half long by a foot. Yeah, well, they're, of course, they're only about, you know, a kilowatt or yeah. one and a half kilowatts, but, but still, that's enough. To charge your battery and leave it sit there? You sure. Know? Although they need to do better on the emissions, those things smell. I never found that appetizing, you know? Like, oh, here's, here's a really, <laughs> really choked up, uh, you know, very, very rich running generator. It makes me want to eat something, you know, with it right there and the, the yeah. thing's screaming it's away. Just, is this how you're smoking the uh, <laughs> pork? Yeah, I have a taste of burnt fuel. It's, it's delicious. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, think, I think that could be kind of cool. I think that could be uh, uh, kind of cool, though, if they did it something that's quiet that's powerful that's clean uh and it uh it could be a good deal you're listening to cruise control radio another interesting story is about volvo with their xc40 recharge they're starting to build it they're taking on the model y uh they've started building it this week and uh it is already sold out for the 2020 model year uh, and they plan, Volvo plans to launch a new electric car every year for the next five years. By 2025, they plan for EVs to be 50% of their global sales. And the first of uh, the new EVs is this XC40 Recharge, uh, and it's coming out about one year after its debut. Pretty cool. Very cool. Now, I, I bet the doors even fit right. I bet it actually works. The paint looks good. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to switch gears to something else. The Toyota Avalon Hybrid XSE at the wheel review. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. Plenty more coming up. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub, Les Jackson. We are 
helming our desks and taking you on a ride around the automotive industry. Okay. Um, and you know what? We like to drive a lot of cars. You and I drive a lot of cars. We love doing at-the-wheel reviews. We tell it like we drove it. This week, uh, I am reviewing the Avalon Hybrid. Yes, it's a sedan. Four-door sedan. XSE. That is the trim level. Uh, and if you go over to our Facebook page, there's a post there with some pictures of it to check out. The big pretty color. Pretty color. Pretty color. Yeah. Uh, red with a uh, with black wheels, which is always a nice combination. Uh, and it is a, a ruby flare pearl, by the way, hmm. is the ruby name of it. Flare Pearl. Nice name. Yeah. New Ruby Flare Pearl. Actually, you're gonna spend uh, four hundred and twenty-five dollars more for that. So it's a clear coat, colored clear coat. Um, hmm. here is the thing about this car. You know, I love big sedans. I like, sure, I like sports cars and that, but sometimes you just like a big sedan for taking a trip in. And that typically meant in the old days, you were doing it in a rear drive uh, vehicle that probably didn't get great miles per gallon, but was really nice on the highway, drove well. Yep. Smooth, quiet. Smooth, quiet. Well, you can still get that today, Les Jackson. But in the case of this Avalon Hybrid, you're going to get over 40 miles to the gallon in the city and on the highway. Matter of fact, it's rated at 43 city, 45 highway. I was closing in on 50 miles to the gallon on the highway. Isn't that mm. crazy? Mm. Um, it's powered by a 2.5 liter dynamic force four cylinder with power flowing through an electronic CVT. Uh, and then, of course, it gets the electric motor. Uh, so the, the two of those combined output uh, is somewhere around 200. And the, the engine is 176 horsepower. And then with the battery, it net the out, net output is 215 horsepower. Uh, and then you can uh, electronically control this continuously variable transmission that is designed, and it does a good job of it, of mimicking a six-speed automatic transmission. They've done really well with this Toyota. They have really made it great to drive. There's not that excessive, um, you know, uh, revving. There's also this uh, neat feature called auto glide control, which gets you even better fuel efficiency by calculating coasting logic Hmm. AGC limits the loss of vehicle speed through engine braking, acting more like a neutral gear to allow longer coasting. It also has an incredible ride, and that's thanks to this multi-link rear suspension, which allows it to drive uh, sporty but very comfortable. So it's not super floaty, but it is comfortable on these roads. There's a Sport Plus mode. Uh, which uh, gives you some uh, ag additional exhaust sound, uh, and, and it includes an intake sound generator to give it a little bit more of the uh, performance sound. This vehicle is built in Kentucky, and it is the fifth-generation Avalon um, to come off the line. And it is... I liked it. I mean, 
I think the styling outside, once again, looking at some pictures, it is long and low. It is a long-looking vehicle. Um, the styling outside on the front fascia and rear is pretty stylish. It, it gets that big fish-mouth grill, as people talk about it. On the inside, it's dominated. Uh, the dashboard is dominated by this tablet-like uh, structure that uh, not only houses the um, display for the uh, uh, infotainment system, but also houses the HVAC equipment. I like the fact that it has knobs for tuning and volume. I that in every review now, I call that out. Yeah, I it's, think it's well, a safety. It's, it's a safety issue. You know. Yeah, it is. Uh, great. Uh, I, I also like the little bit of a black spoiler on the deck lid, which actually probably um, contributes to the fuel economy uh, in this case because aero is important to getting a big sedan like this to get 43 miles to the gallon. I love the way it drove on the road. Comfortable, yet somewhat sporty. Uh, it is loaded uh, with a lot of a uh, lot of cool stuff, ours had uh, dynamic navigation and the app suite, including 14 speakers, including a subwoofer. It's a JBL system, by the way, and a 1200 watt amplifier, Les Jackson. Hmm. Uh, with wow, with uh, JBL's Clarify uh, system that will add back uh, detail to various different sources, whether you're playing it back from an MP3 or satellite radio, something like that. Um, weirdly, this is one of the vehicles in the Toyota lineup that just has Apple CarPlay. It even says a complimentary, which it's kind of funny. They were kind of out of step with the industry, them and uh, BMW. Remember when BMW wanted to make you pay for that? That's right. Now, now, pretty much uh, mid-range cars have Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. For some reason, this still, I, I, you know, will probably in the twenty twenty-two model year or twenty twenty-one model year will probably be getting uh, Android Auto. I would imagine because it's a major, major miscalculation on the part of Toyota. But um, we had the carpet, uh, the carpet mat package for two fifty-nine. That premium audio added seventeen hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, so the suggestion—that's uh, that's that's a, a little pricey. That's a little pricey. Um, final assembly once again is Georgetown, Kentucky. So all in with delivery, the total was forty-two thousand six forty-eight. Average annual fuel cost is nine hundred and fifty dollars. It has not been crash tested yet. It does have, though, Toyota's Safety Sense pre-collision, full uh, speed range, dynamic radar, cruise control, lane departure, automatic high beams, blind spot monitor, rear cross-traffic alert, um, and it did have the LED headlights. So this should do well when it comes to crash testing. I'm just, I'm just thinking. It is probably designed to get a good number there, but it has not been crash tested yet. But I'm still amazed at a big vehicle like this. And as, once again, you can go over to our Facebook page and see some pictures of this vehicle. It is a large vehicle. And it's still, uh, once again, I was getting uh, almost 50 miles to the gallon on the highway, which is pretty darn impressive for such a big vehicle. 
Yeah, think, yeah, that that really is. Typically, typically a vehicle like this would probably be in what the upper twenties nowadays. Usually, yeah, and, twenty-eight or so. Yeah, and uh, to get forty miles to the gallon without a hybrid car, you probably be looking at something like a Corolla. Uh, but this is a much bigger vehicle. So that is the Avalon Hybrid XSE. If you are looking for a big sedan, and yes, there are some people that still look for sedans uh, and want to get great mileage, uh, this could be one to look at. And of course, it is a Toyota, so you'll get great reliability. Um, it's a very aggressive front end on it. Uh, you take a look at some of these pictures. I've done some side shots of it to show you the aggressive nature on this. Uh, the sides a little bit less aggressive. The rear a little more aggressive. Front pretty aggressive. Interior clean and play it safe. I would say a lot of gray in there. Yep. Yep. So, so there you have muted, it. muted. But, but I am a fan of the Avalon. So, all right. Well, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.